Welcome to the Prophecy Club. So in yesterday's program, we shot and killed the pre-trib rapture deader than a doornail. <laughs> I thought that was funny to title it, Dead as a Doornail. So anyway, it's dead on the ground, but let me remind you a couple of bullets that we put in the head of the pre-trib rapture. First of all, the three best Old Testament pre-trib verses that I already explained yesterday is Job 14, 12, 13, and 14. We shan't go through those again today, but you should look them up if you missed that. Best thing, go listen to that program. Then the three best New Testament rapture verses, actually probably it would be four, but there would be Revelation sixteen twelve through 15, where it says, Behold, I come as a thief, and that happens the day before uh, the, the Armageddon. Okay, so now we've covered that, but let's continue talking about it. And I explained to you uh, Luke twenty one thirty six. Watch ye therefore and pray always that you might be accounted worthy to escape all these things and to stand before the Son of Man. And that's actually talking about can you make it through the burning of the morning star. So what I thought I would start with today is talking about what is the morning star. First of all, Revelation twenty two sixteen says that Jesus is the bright morning star. So he's the brightest ones that have the morning star. However, there are some other people that I believe the scriptures say can also have the morning star. So what is the morning star? The morning star is a light sword which comes out of the mouth and turns those it hits into ashes, destroying both body and soul. It was probably the sword keeping the people from the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. It was given to Jesus, the two witnesses, and the overcomers. Revelation 2.26 And he that overcometh, and keepeth my works to the end, to him will he give power over the nations. Remember, the nations are those that didn't take the mark, but they didn't receive Jesus either. They are allowed to live up to a thousand years or until they break the first rule. Power of the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter, they should be broken to shivers, that's ashes, even as I received of my father, and I will give him the morning star. Now, let me explain that. We were recently in a meeting of our leadership team at church, and for whatever reason, it came up perfect for me to quote that verse. And my point was, I said, look, I don't plan to ever retire. I want to earn that morning star. I want to be a morning star judge, and I'll get to that. So I quoted there first, and he that overcometh, now an overcomer is defined according to Revelation, is the person that sees and hears the beast, Antichrist, and does not take his mark, his image, or his number of his name. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works to the end, that means that we keep working, we don't quit, we don't retire, we don't give up, until he returns. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we can't slow down. I think I've slowed down a little bit just because of old age, but I, if I'm breathing, my heart's beating, I'm going to be doing the best I can to serve my Lord. And he that keepeth my works to the end, to him will give power over the nations. That's the morning star. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, means that the morning star judges Anytime one of the nations makes a mistake, anytime they break a rule, a morning star judge shows up at the speed of thought that's faster than the speed of light. They show up at the speed of thought, and they hit them with the morning star. The morning star is a light sword, and it destroys both body and soul. When it says, rule them with a rod of iron, it's saying, you break one of the laws, 
in eternity and you are dead on the spot, instantly, instant judgment. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and as the vessels of a potter they shall be broken to shivers, or again, ashes, even as I received of my Father, and I will give him the morning star. Now again, Jesus is the bright morning star. But then you go to Daniel twelve four, and it says, He that turneth many people to righteousness shall shine as the stars forever. So I take that to mean that based upon the number of people that we say, based upon, based upon, based upon probably some other things we don't know, a person can burn brighter for all eternity than other people. Obviously, some get more crowns, more rewards, more mantles. So there's definitely a hierarchy in eternity. Now let's jump to the two witnesses, Revelation eleven three, And I will give power, that's the morning star he's talking about, I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days, that's twelve hundred and sixty days, or time times and the dividing of time, or three and a half years, or forty-two months, however you want to calculate it, shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. And I believe, and I cover that in my book, The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, I'll give you eight reasons why John the Revelator and Moses are the two witnesses. And I got it nailed. If you want to know the truth, you get The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Matter of fact, I told someone today, I said, you know, this is, I'm not trying to be arrogant. I said, but I believe this to be true. I said, I think that my book, The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, of no wisdom of mine, it was all given to me by God. I give him all the credit and the glory. But I believe that it has probably more information in it to help people understand Bible prophecy than anything since John the Revelator was given the book of Revelation 2,000 years ago. Because he showed me that secret door, the word first fruits, that links the feasts of Leviticus 23 to the prophecies in Revelation. See, prophecies in Revelation are all scrambled up. They're like scrambled eggs. They're all over. They're not in order. And that is very confusing (laughs) to everybody, including me, before I got the secret door. But once I had the secret door, all of a sudden, all of the prophecies in Revelation, really all of the prophecies, can all be put in correct chronological order. So you can understand the book of Revelation. You can. It's not a bunch of smoke and mirrors, as I heard one pastor say to me. Now, I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man hurt them, fire, I'll say it again, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These guys, John the Revelator and Moses, are there to refute. Remember, the word of the Lord told me that he's going to meet the devil, inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound, everything he does. Well, as the beast and the false prophet are in the Holy of Holies, as the beast is sitting on the Ark of the Covenant, proclaiming himself God, these two witnesses, Moses and John the Revelator, are walking up and down the streets of Jerusalem, causing havoc and refuting everything that they are saying. And no one can stop them, because if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. So nobody can stop them until their testimony is finished. Then the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit made war against them and overcame them and killed them. And there goes on saying, anyway, the point is, 
that's the morning star. Now let's go to the next verse. Now let's jump to Armageddon. Revelation 19.11. And I saw heaven opened. Now hang on, what's that mean? So this is John. He's standing on the earth. He's standing on the surface of the earth. And he looks up into heaven. So when he's looking up into heaven, somehow he's not looking at some planet far, far, many moons away, many star galaxies away. Instead, he's looking into another dimension. He literally looks up from the surface of the earth, and he says, I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, that would be Jesus, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. So this is Jesus returning with those people, including you and I, that have just attended the marriage supper of the Lamb for the last four months, which took place on Pentecost. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. There is the morning star. Now again, Jesus is the, might, uh, the bright morning star, but he got that bright morning star from his Father. I'll read that in just a second. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, and with it he should smite the nations, and he should rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress. Now that winepress, that's real important. Remember that. He treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat on the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth. So again, the morning star is a light sword. He breathes it out. Out of the breath of his nostrils, he blows out this breath. Somehow he blows out light. And that light can be a sword like slashing. And it apparently does some. But don't forget, there's two angels also with swords. And they are told specifically to, to gather the clusters of the vine of the earth and cast them into the great winepress of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city. And blood came out of the winepress, even under the horse bridles, by the space of 1,600 furlongs. Now, this light sword coming out of his mouth is the judgment. That is the wrath. Not the seven years, not a hundred days, not one month, not even one day. The wrath of God is the morning star. And that morning star is also our reward. It's everything. When he blows that glory down, that's our reward. Now let's jump to Malachi 4.3. And you shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this. So the wicked literally fall to the ground on a pile of ashes and bones. How do you know that it doesn't destroy bones? Because Ezekiel 38 and 39 talks about it takes seven months for the fowls of the earth to kill the people killed in that one battle. And Zechariah 14 says that their eyes are consumed out of their sockets, the tongues are consumed out of their mouth, and the flesh is consumed off of the bones, so the bones are still there, the flesh is consumed off of the bones before the people can even hit the ground. Now, again, I, I know that sounds nuclear, but it's not nuclear. It is the morning star. That is their judgment and our blessing. That's coming to pass. Psalm 91, thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand the right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. For only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. As that morning star hits us, we get our blessing. I'll get to that in a second. So, the dead in Christ shall rise first. The morning star hits the sinner. 
they fall to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones. When it hits the saint, out of our belly flows rivers of living water, giving us a glorified or a light-based body. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, or the seventh trump, on the feast of trumpets, we get all our rewards, crowns, mantles, as we see the reward of the wicked. So in a moment, we see all of the sins from Adam forward, not covered by a garment. So once eternity, we'll get to that in a second, once eternity enters into time, once we're outside of time, we can look back on time. Once we're in eternity, I believe we can look back on time, and it's kind of like holding a fishing pole in our hand. You can look at that fishing pole anywhere from where your hand is all the way to the tip, meaning we'll be able to look at time once we're in eternity, like looking at a fishing pole, and we can see any point in that time or all of it. In other words, you want to see who is buried in Grant's grave, you can see. You want to see who killed uh, Kennedy, you can see. You want to see where those 33,000 <laughs> emails that uh, Hillary Clinton lost, you can see. You want to see how Adam and Eve were born and created and all of that? Okay, you can see it. Now let's jump to Isaiah ten eighteen, And he shall consume the glory with his forest and his fruitful field, both soul and body. That's saying that the morning star burns, destroys both soul and body. That's confirmed in Matthew ten twenty eight. Fear not them which kill the body and are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him, that would be Jesus, fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Now let's jump to Zechariah 13.8. And it shall come to pass, in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die. Meaning, on the day of Armageddon, want to know how many people survive Armageddon? Only one third, that's what it's about to say. But the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire, through the fire. And I don't believe that's us. I believe you and I get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb four months before then. Dead or alive, those that are ready get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's not the rapture. That's not protection. That's reward. Third part through the fire, and we'll refine them as silver is refined, and try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. I will say it as my people. And they shall say, the Lord is my God. Okay, so who is it that is there standing, or actually not standing, they're really probably below ground if they're alive because of all of the things that have hit the earth. But anyway, who is there on the day of Armageddon? Well, I don't believe it's us. Those people whose names are in the book of life, dead or alive, if they are ready. But the problem is, not everyone that has Jesus, asked Jesus into their not every Christian, is ready. How do you know that? Because Revelation 14, 13 says, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Meaning, some Christians, that's the reason going to the marriage supper of the Lamb is not the rapture. Some Christians that are saved, they're working, they're serving the Lord, but they're not ready to get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's the reason he said, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. So, once Pentecost arrives, and once the barley, that's the 144,000, and once the wheat, that's us washing the blood of the Lamb, 
get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb on Pentecost. How do you know it's Pentecost? Because Exodus 19.1 says in the third month, and in the third month there is only one feast, and that would be Pentecost. And that was the day that God said, I'll be your God if you be my people. And they said, I do. That was the first marriage. So from there forward, it's about four months later, to trumpets. On trumpets is what we're talking about. So on trumpets, yes, there's some Christians there. There's some people that got saved just in the last four months. And so this is the day of trumpets. Okay, now let's jump to 1 Peter 1.7. And the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, here it is, though it be tried by fire, see, that is the morning star. That is our judgment. Be us dead or alive in the grave or alive on the face of the earth someplace. That is our judgment. Okay, there's no great white throne for us. The great white throne is only for those who are dead. It is only for those that never had the opportunity to receive Christ. Those people before Christ never heard of him. In other words, like Adam, Eve, Samuel, people like that. Anyway, though it be tried by fire, so when the morning star comes down, either you get that and you get rewards and you get blessed, you get mantles, crowns, garments, or you fall to the ground on a pile of ashes and bones. That the trial of our faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried by fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory. Here it is, here it is, at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So that verse right there, boom, that just shot the pre-trib and the mid-trib and the pre-wrath rapture in the heart. Boom, dead, gone. It is a misunderstanding. And I'll blame these people, but I will blame them if they don't get my book and find out the truth. And I think God is going to hold them accountable and say, look, the book was down there. Well, I never heard of the book. Well, if you'd have wanted to know, I'd have seen that you found out the truth. Then we jump to Revelation 3.18. I counsel of thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. Gold tried in the fire. What fire? Well, once again, it's talking about the morning star. The morning star, when Jesus blows that fire down, that is judgment. Again, on trumpets, there is no great white throne. There is no throne on trumpets. Throne is 10 days later on atonement. Gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich in white raiment. See, rich, when it says rich, it's because that he says, my reward is with me. Him, That's Jesus returning with his reward, that thou mayest be rich in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed. Clothed, because we got our garments, mantles, our crowns, whatever we might get, all of our rewards on the day of trumpets. And that the shame of the nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with thy side that thou mayest see. This is talking to the Laodicean church. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 3.12. Now, if any man build on this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, every man's work, so this is talking about the rewards that we get. Every man's work shall be made manifest. What does that mean? It means that on that day, when we get our garments, our eternal body, eternal rewards, eternal crowns, when we become eternal on that day, when that glory hits us, when that morning star hits us, in that moment, all of our work is made manifest. It means everybody can see who we are, what we are, and no one has to walk up and be introduced. You will know who Elijah is. 
You will know who Adam and Eve is. You will know who Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You will know who John the Revelator. We will know everybody. And as we walk up to him, Henry Griever said he saw that the garment that the people wore in heaven was alive and it was glowing and glistening. Now, that's before the morning star hits. So we can expect it to be a lot more when the morning star is actually displayed. Anyway, he said, as you got close to someone, that garment began to speak and you begin to know who they were and all of their works. No one has to go around saying, oh, well, I'm the pastor. <laughs> no one has to introduce themselves. Not in eternity. We know everybody as they are known, the Bible says. Every man's work should be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. Or you might say, the garment will declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. In other words, the fire reveals our works, and some of those works that are not right, get burned up. That's what it's about to say. It shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, in other words, if they survive the burning, if they survive the morning star, if any man's work abide, which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Meaning, some people... I uh, mean, you know, Lord, did we not do many mighty works in your name? Did we not lay hands on people? Did we not pray for people? Did we not pastors? Did we not say, see, sing in the praise and worship team? Did, did we not serve you? Did, yeah, well, he says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. So some people don't even get in. But this is saying others, they get in, but all of the rewards are all burned up. Why? Because they didn't do it for him. Now let's jump to Matthew sixteen twenty seven. For the Son of Man shall come in his glory. Now, when it says glory, that's talking about morning star, as in glowing, glory, as in morning star. For the Son of Man shall come in his glory, or in his morning star of his Father. His Father gave him his morning star with his angels, and then shall he reward every man according to his works. It just said, so when Jesus comes with the morning star, that's when everybody gets their rewards according to their works. Now let's jump to Revelation twenty-two twelve. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. Then I'm going to skip three verses, and let's go down to the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. So, Jesus, the brightest people that have the morning star, will return using the morning star, and some people will be blessed by getting that morning star. So, when eternity enters into time, we're going to get to the eternity. I think we can do it today, but I'm going to get to it. Eternity enters into time. Time stops. Time stops on the Feast of Trumpets. There is no more time. That's the reason Revelation says, And the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever. In another place it says, And he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he that is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Meaning, no one else gets saved. No one else falls away. There is no more time. That's when the Father says, it is done. That's when the heavens roll back like a scroll. The gathered tares are now ready to be burned. The dead in Christ rise from the grave. Those alive who are remain and looking for Jesus to return, then 
see him return. He uses the morning star, the light sword from his mouth. It looks like lightning flashing across the sky. That's the reason the Bible says, as, shine, as lightning shineth even from the east unto the west, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. The morning star hits the tares, turning them to ashes and bones. The hills melt like wax or water running down a steep place. At the same instant, the morning star hits those who came out of the grave, those alive, giving us all glorified bodies. It hits the tares and the wheat, all in the same instant. All crowns, garments, mantles, all rewards are instantly given in that moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Then it is fulfilled. Out of your, our belly will flow rivers of living water. We are shown everything, all the way back to Adam, that's not covered by a garment. The fire of the morning star is final, or the wrath judgment. At the seventh seal, the seventh trumpet, and the seventh vial, which all play together on the last day. The nations are judged, and they're told if you sin, both body and soul will be instantly turned to ashes. But the nations are told that they are allowed to live up to a thousand years, whereupon they will be destroyed. The nations are those people that do not receive Jesus, so the name's not in the book of life, so they don't get eternal life. But they didn't take the mark of the beast, so they're not tossed into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone with the beast and the false prophet. So in short, this is saying, the day of the Lord would come as a thief in the night, but we are not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. However, let me skip a couple of verses between so I can tie this all together. So you go to First Thessalonians 5, 2, and it says, For yourselves know that perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Skipping a couple of verses, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to attain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Meaning, the thief in the night, that is Jesus returning like a thief in the night. He's not the thief, but he returns like the thief. Then we go to Isaiah 3, 9. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger. In other words, Jesus is absolutely angry at all of the sin on the earth. To lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. Well, I'm running out of time. And by the way, you are too, because you only have a few more days before the seven full miracle crusades start. Yes, we still have room available at this point. So you go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. It starts March 27 through 30, March 27 through 30. And yes, we do want you to get the meal package. We do want you to stay at the Hyatt and we put your ability to come on a donation basis. We suggest $300 or more, but more importantly, it is important that you come. I believe this is going to be the start of the greatest miracle revival in American history, and you do not want to miss it. SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com Go and get yourself signed up now, because there is no pre-trib, there is no mid-trib, there is no pre-wrath rapture. No one is going any place. We are about to go through the greatest recruiting campaign in human history, the greatest miracles. But as the miracles are hitting, judgment is also going to be hitting, and the devil is going to be coming after us. And, of course, we're going to be going after the people that need to be saved. You want to be a part of it. SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com in 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. 
Surprisingly, I began to receive information on 30 revelations and two visions beyond what is found in the Bible. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Topics are Jesus returns on what feast? The secret of the feasts. Who are the two witnesses? What is the morning star? The judgment seat explained. The great white throne explained. The nations explained. What is the shout? And the parables explained. Seals, trumpets, and vials go in what order? Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. That's one for 20, five for 35 or 10 for 60 at prophecyclub.com. Here's the best deal we've ever offered at the Prophecy Club. Five, how pre-trib one. Five, tribulation secrets in Daniel. Five, God's warning to America. Five, secret door to understand Bible prophecy. And ten, miss the mark. Forty books, gift of $100, prophecyclub.com, prophecyclub.com. Five, how pre-trib one. Five, tribulation secrets in Daniel. Five, God's warning to America. Five, secret door to understand Bible prophecy. And ten, miss the mark. Forty books, gift of $100, prophecyclub.com prophecyclub.com